Yo, welcome to the underground. Place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. A place to hear the word of God so the word of God can get into you. This is where repentance starts and revival begins in your life. And who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the underground. Matthew 4.17 From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Acts 2.38 And Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Romans 2.4 Do you ignore the fact that the purpose of God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Jeremiah 24, 25 and verse 4 and 5 says, And again and again, the Lord has sent you his servants, the prophets, but you have not listened or even paid attention. Each time his message was, Repent from the evil road you are traveling and from the evil things you are doing. Micah 1, 2 and 3 says, Attention, let all the people of the world listen. Let the earth and everything in it here, the sovereign Lord is making acquisitions against you. The Lord speaks from his holy temple. Look, the Lord is coming. So repent. I say all this to say I'm not preaching anything new. I'm just another voice in the wilderness of America saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is still at hand. Welcome everybody to the underground. Hope everybody is having a great week so far. Do me a favor. If you can, take your nutty professor finger and let me know if you can hear me well. And wait and see. Let me know in the chat if you can hear. Give me a thumbs up. Okay. There we go. That's what I was waiting on. A thumbs up. Great. Great. Uh, with a lot of opportunities that, you know, our Heavenly Father has been opening up for me and my lovely family. Uh, we That's the reason why we didn't do the underground last week. Uh, the prison ministry is really uh, taking off. God has really have been opening doors, giving me uh, opportunities to preach his gospel to our brothers that are in chains. So uh, I want to pace myself. You know, I really do want to pace myself because I do understand this is a, a eternity race. So I'm, I'm just pacing myself. And that's why we didn't do it last week. And I'm, I'm going to keep you guys updated on when we'll do it. So just always be, you know, open. Schedules might change and all those type of things. But I just want to be uh, open to what God is doing and how the spirit moves and wherever he needs me the most that's where i'm gonna be at and right now uh, i see that he needs me up in these prisons and uh i'm willing you know i'm just a willing vessel and we definitely go keep this underground going uh and just see how we go we'll see you know <laughs> we'll just see amen exactly I uh, hope everybody's been doing uh, okay. 
let me give a big shout out to the Ramsey Prison Unit and also uh to B7 Faith Dorm up in that uh state, Pam Lynch State Jail. Shout out to all you brothers. Uh love what y'all doing, love the growth that you guys are making. Keep your head up. Better days are coming, homeboy. All right. Let's see, let's see. Where we gonna start at? Mm, I was uh thinking about Noah today. As I was uh riding to work, I was thinking about uh Noah. And I looked up, I was looking up information. I wanted to see like how long did Noah preach? And it gave 120 years. And I know as I introduced the underground, I always say I'm not preaching anything new. It's not a new message. It's the same message as the prophets and the old people to uh, preach to us. You know what I mean? And I thought about Noah and I say, man, here's somebody who basically preached the same message for 120 years. His message was, hey, repent and get on a boat. That was his message. And how many times and how many ways, honestly, can you make that message fly or make it hip or make it like, you know, pitchy? And he had to be faithful to that. Hey, get on the boat. Because in Genesis chapter six and verse three, it says, then the Lord said, my spirit would not put up with humans for such a long time. That was the message that Noah had from God. So he said, I'm finna wipe out the world, Noah, uh, with a flood. And I need you to build the ark and let people know, hey, they need to get on the boat. For 120 years, that was his message. Can you imagine how hard that can be? Imagine how hard that is. And he had to stick to that message. Because God didn't come speaking to Noah after that. He just told him, you know, he didn't spoke to him that much after that. If you read Genesis, he told him how to build a boat, what to put on the boat, and when he was going to get out the boat. But he wasn't just dropping revelation after revelation to Noah to give to the people. It was just, hey, tell them people they need to get on this boat. 120 years. Just, hey, y'all, repent, get on the boat. Building a boat. Can you imagine some of his family? The boat ain't, I mean, it took probably took years and years to build this boat. Man. Probably didn't have that much help to build a boat. Working long hours to build this boat. You know, people get tired real quick. So, you know, people was getting tired and was ready to get off. But Noah had the mission. Hey, I need you to build this boat. And I need you to tell people they need to repent and get on it. People probably was coming to Noah with all type of, you know, business deals, side hustles, things that he can invest in, things that he can do to speed up the process probably. To get more people on the boat <laughs> coming up, they probably was coming to Noah with, "Hey man, you should do it like this. You should say this." Yeah, 
<laughs> but Noah was just, hey, God ain't going to be striving for with y'all forever. Get on the boat. That's it. That was his message. For 120, that was his message. Man. Oh, I, I was like, I just, I, that's what I thought about on my way to work today. I was like, Noah, how did you do that, bro? Had to be the spirit of God. It, it was the spirit of God. It was the spirit of God on that brother, man. That's why he found, it's saying in verse Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8, it said, but Noah found favor with the Lord. And that favor took him all the way through them 120 years while he was building that boat. See, favor can carry you. Mm. Thank you, God. Yes, favor can carry you throughout your whole life. I can, I, I'm not, I can testify to that. Favor can carry you through your 20s, through your 30s, through your 40s, through your 50s, through your 60s. Some of y'all looking for retirement plans. You look, you need to be looking for a favor plan. You look, you trying to invest in 401k. You need to invest in this favor with God. See, cause that'll, that'll keep you all your life. And it kept Noah. It kept Noah all his life. See your favor. It'll pass down to your kids. See, because it says <laughs> Noah found favor with, with, with God. <laughs> Noah okay it didn't say nothing about his kids mm -hmm. didn't say nothing about his kid folks it said Noah but everybody who was connected to this brother you feel me they got on everybody that's connected to your sister they can get on too and I want you to know that by the end, when judgment come, you better be connected to Christ because that's the only way you're getting on. This was a picture of what was to come. God found favor in Christ when he died for our sins. And you're going to need to be in Christ like Noah and his family was in the boat to be saved. And just like in Noah days, God has his prophets, his men, his women of God preaching the same message. Hey, get on the boat of Jesus. Repent. Because God says he's not going to strive with you forever. So I just want to uh, encourage the Noahs out there. I want to encourage the Noahs out there right now. You have a message that God has given you and you are just plowing through all the distractions, all the naysayers, all the people who's trying to change up your message to uh, better equip the masses or to probably it can probably reach the masses faster but god has given you pacific instructions read how he gave noah pacific instructions to build the ark very detailed instructions 
and you, the knowers of this generation, God has given you very detailed instructions to walk out your will that God has for you, your purpose. Don't deviate from it because nobody is listening. I got some sad news to probably tell a couple of people. I think only eight people got on that boat with Noah. Mm. See, nobody wants to talk about the eight in these in this generation. People are scared to have just eight. People would feel like a failure to have just eight. But I want to encourage somebody who just have eight. I want to encourage somebody who is being faithful with the eight. I want to encourage somebody who's pouring into the eight. I want to Clap my hands for somebody who's grateful for the eight. I want, I, want, I really do. You got eight followers, but I want, I want you to know that, hey, God is pleased with you. You still have favor with God. You may not have favor with the world. You may not have favor with your followers. You may not have favor with Instagram with only eight followers. <laughs> According to their philosophy, that's not a lot. You may not be uh, 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 popular or have favor with the social media platform or the YouTube platform because eight is not a lot. But I want you to know, if you're faithful with that eight, God is pleased with you. He's pleased with you. When are we going to start, especially for our kids? Listen to what I'm saying, people. When are we going to start to applaud, celebrate just the eight, just two, just three? I say that because I speak to so many young guys when I visit these prisons. And the reason they are there, because they was going for big. Yeah, they, they 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 got caught in the illusion of going for big, chasing the big, and not being satisfied and not being grateful and not learning how to be stewards of the eight. We skip the eight and want a million. How do you invest $8 before you tell me you're chasing the bag? How do you make $8.16, young, 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 young man? Tell me that. I hear you chasing the bag, but I want to know, how do you tithe off $8? Tell me that before you tell me about chasing the bag. Before you tell me that you get into the bag. Tell me this, can you feed a family off $8? See, because you might get into them times. <laughs> See, I thank God for my trials and tribulations. I, I do. I really do, man. Now, now I get it. 
See, I didn't get it when I was in my 20s. I didn't get it when I was in my teens. I didn't get it when I was young and I was really having to face these trials like this. Learning how to penny pitch. But I get it now. I get it now. And see, the devil and anybody, see, the thief can't take that away from me. He can't take them lessons away from me. He can't take them jewels away from me. He can't take them pearls away from me. He can't take how good it feels to preach to the eight. <laughs> uh, only a few go understand what I'm saying. How how grateful you is to preach to the eight. Like you were really grateful for it. You're really thankful. You're really smiling about the eight. You know, and you really got to go through it with God. When he before he gets you to this point, I ain't even know I was gonna go here, but thank you, God, for letting me go here, man. Cause I really want to encourage those people. I know we got people, we got small pockets of revival going on right now. I know we do. I know because God. <laughs> That's what he does. That's who he is. We got small pockets of revival going on everywhere around this country. Everywhere around this world, excuse me. Let me not. Make God so smile and just say this country. My apologies, God. I didn't mean to make you that smile. Around this world, there's revival going around. Revival going around. And you know what? It may be revival in a household with just with, with a mother, a dad, three kids. You know? Just five. It's going. It's going live and in, in, in a small house, probably on the block. It's going. It's going in. The family right now probably having Bible study. Mm-hmm. At the halfway houses right now, they probably having Bible study. Right now, at the hospital, in the ICU rooms, they probably round somebody praying, and it's probably about five or six people. But it's going down for the kingdom. But we have got so drunk and high. And may I say we have overdose, overdosed on masses. Numbers. We think numbers is success. Well, according to that standard, Jesus, when he was on the earth, if we Put it according to that type of standard. He'll be a failure, right? He'll be a failure. Because his main ministry was the cross. That's not, let's not forget that. His main purpose was the cross. That was his ministry. And nobody was at the, at the cross with him. Only a couple people was at the cross with him. Just a couple of people. So what, his ministry was a failure? Nah. Ask God to start start to do a renew, renew your mind on how to see success from the kingdom's view. I think you'll have more peace in your life. I don't think, I know. You have more peace in your life. You're valuing your your success based on man-made 
rules, man-made philosophy, man-made standards. You're losing sleep over some dead hypocrite. Because the person who made up this stuff is probably, they probably dead. And I'm sure they was a hypocrite. And that's what you're losing your peace over right now. Think about it. I'm going to let that sink in. Let that sink in for a little bit. You are sad right now because you can't get some papers with some dead presidents on them. <laughs> yeah, because you can't get some paper with some dead presidents, some presidents that you didn't even know. I bet you don't even know their middle name. You probably don't even know how old they was when they died. You don't know nothing about these people, but that's what you really sad about. Think, really think about this. See, again, I'm starting to understand that the ministry God wants me to do, I'm not here to make you believe. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to bring truth at your door. I'm Amazon. I'm going to drop it off at your door. Matter of fact, I'm Amazon Prime. I'm going to just drop it off at your front door. And you do what you want to do with it. But you can't say I didn't deliver it. <laughs> let me, matter of fact, let me take a picture to make sure y'all, God know, I delivered that package to their house, God. So, yeah, I don't need their blood on my hands at all. I delivered their package. Cheek, cheek, take a picture. Matter of fact, shout out to all the Amazon Prime uh, workers out there in this heat doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? Because we got some people who are uh, obsessed, <laughs> addicted to Amazon. <laughs> God help us. But shout out to all the Amazon packages out there. I see you out there. I see you. Hey, y'all want to do, y'all want to uh, want to know a quick ministry that you can do? Straight up, real talk. When you know the Amazon pack uh, people coming. Have a bottle of water for him and give him a water. Hey, that's hey, somebody go ahead and start that ministry right now. Go ahead and start that ministry right now. When you see an Amazon, somebody finna drop off an Amazon package to you, have a, a cold bottle of water for him. And it, it, it'll, 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 it'll bless him. Matter of fact, hold on right quick. Let me, let me uh, give y'all this right quick. Cause, uh, I started this a long ago, a while back. Matthew 10, 42. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. <laughs> you see? It's little verses like that. Go ahead and just step out on faith and try it. Just try it. Just be like, okay, let me see what this do. It'll bless you. It'll bless you. That's hey, that's for somebody out there. Somebody out there was wondering what what they can do for God or how they can uh serve God. Hey, just give somebody a cup of water. Let's not make this thing more complicated than it is. Okay. All right, let's keep on moving and grooving through this word. 
Uh, let's see. Where you want to go? Here we go, go. I'm going to go to Mark chapter four real quick. I want to talk to people because you're probably wondering, why am I, I don't see no fruit in my life. You know, you probably be wondering, I just don't see, you know, God working in my life. I don't see no fruit. I don't feel like my, my ministry, I'm struggling. I don't know what's going on. Well, let me, let me holler at you. Let me help you out real quick. Matthew chapter four. And uh, this is a uh, guy was talking about the parable of the soul. Right. You know what I'm saying? The 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 good soul and the thorny soul and uh, the different type of souls when when you, God sows the seed. Right. And I start off at uh, verse 18, because I'm sure you guys are familiar with these chapters and stories. It says the seed that fell among the throne thorns represent others who hear the word of God. So the word of God is being put out there. Boom, boom, boom. And people are hearing the word of God. People are hearing the word of God. But all too quickly, the message is crowded. So the, the people are hearing the word of God, like you guys are right now, praise God. But all too quickly, so as they hearing it, quickly the message is being crowded out of their mind out of their heart why is that it says by the worries of this life the lure of wealth and the desire for other things so fruit so no fruit is produced so if you're wondering why you are not bearing any fruit it tells you plainly. It says, because you're worried about things of this life. You're worried about the money, that bag, and the desire for many other things. And I'll let you fill in that blank with the many other things. And it says, when this happens, no fruit is being produced. You're allowing these things to choke out the fruit in your life. The worries of this life. The Holy Spirit wants to ask you, how long are you going to let that happen? You was worried in your teens. You was worried in your 20s. You was worried in your 30s. You was worried in your 40s. You was worried in your 50s. And you still worried in your 60s? Come on now. Like seriously, when are we going to stop worrying about the things of this life? Because this is what's stopping us from being fruit producers. This is what's stopping us. Let me talk to my investors out there. I know we live in a generation who's everybody investing. <laughs> uh, you know, so let me talk to my investors. You own a land, right? And you are growing apple trees. Right? You got a big land and it's full of apple trees. And you got a couple of, uh, you know, let's just say you got 10 trees right now. And out of 10 of those trees, eight of them just i mean you do you put water on them you you do what you gotta do you 
you tear the ground with them, you you take care of it, you prune it. But when it's time to produce apples, they just this tree just seems not to produce apples. And it's really costing you now. Because every time you come to this tree, the other eight, you know, they got that. But these two trees, you're like, man, what's up with these? I mean, why is this not producing apples? To my smart investors, would you keep pouring into that tree? Would you keep putting money into that tree? Or would you cut it down? And be done with it? I go back to Genesis chapter six in verse three. My spirit would not always strive with humans. You see how the Holy Spirit brought that all the way back around. It's time to produce fruits. Period. God needs to see some fruits. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking to the teenagers all the way to the elders. He needs to see fruit. Thus says the Lord. Right. Let's keep on moving and grooving. I hope this word is blessing people. Oh, I just I just hope it's blessing. It's people of God, you know? I really do. Really do, man. Because we got to get we gotta get going, man. You know, we really do. We just got to get going in our lives, man. I think we wasting, you know, I don't, I don't want to see us wasting time on just things that don't matter. I don't want to see God's people thinking about things that don't matter. Worrying about things that really don't matter. You are better than that. Your mind was made more than just worrying. I don't want to see you worrying like that. You know? So somebody said, I'm not finna worry no more. Yeah, I'm not worrying no more. I, I can't I can't worry no more about things. I, I can't even control these things. I'm not finna worry no more. Mm -mm. I don't got time to worry. And you don't. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. I always like these uh, uh, verses. I want to read them out. I want to put them in the atmosphere real quick. Okay, let me put these uh, verses in the atm uh, atmosphere. It says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you. So God has given me the grace to say these things. He's given me the power to say these things. He's given me the wisdom to say these things, speak these things. Everyone among you, he says not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Let me read this part again, though. He says, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. I was at a Walmart getting some water for my job, and I ran into a young cat, you know. And, you know, we, we began to chop it up about the word of God, began to chop it up about the things of God. And 
I uh, gave him my card uh, with the underground on there and tell him, hey, man, if you ever want to listen to the word of God, man, you know, log on to this, uh, tap in, and man, I promise you God will speak to you. So we began to talk, and he began to tell me that he's having trouble because he's, you know, he told me the verse about, man, about choosing God over money. You can't serve two masters. And he was saying, man, it's a struggle, bro. Like, man, because, man, hey, bro, because I'm, I'm getting to this paper. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm really trying to relate to him and I'm really trying to listen to what he's saying. But the Holy Spirit, the whole time is so heavy on me and putting revelation in me so strong. Like, look at the lie. Look at the illusion. And this is not just this brother. Working at Walmart, he told me he had a, a second part time job or something like that. But look at the the illusion and the lie. That we are thinking that we are really getting to the paper. And and I'm here to I'm here to I got to say this because I think we're thinking more highly than we are. We're we're thinking fairy tale. Listen. Majority of America, majority of the people, listen, we're not getting to the money. We need to stop saying these things because it's traveling. And this brother was young. This is what I'm, why I'm trying to talk about. This. this brother was young. And again, I'm telling you, these young brothers in the prison system, they think like that. And they getting it from us older people. Get to the money. What money? And this is what God began to tell me and speak to me. Hey, it's okay to live a life of just getting by. Your parents lived that life. Your great ancestors lived that life. Your great, great grandma lived that life. Hey, you might just live that life that you're just going to get by. Majority of America is living that life. They say that's only there's only one percent of people that's really getting to the money. What are we talking about? I'm here to let you know, young people, young people, I want to tell you, it's OK to just barely get by. You're not alone. We're broke with you, too. You're not alone. I am broke with you. We're broke with you too. To my Walmart workers. Hey, I'm sorry to bro, you're not getting to the money. You're not. But I want to encourage you to, hey, work that job. Pay your little bills that you got to pay and be thankful for it. But I want you to know you're not getting to no real money. You're just, you finna barely make it like the rest of us out here. And I want you to be thankful for just getting by because I don't want you to lose your freedom, young man, because you trying to get to the bag. And then you go lose your freedom and you ain't gonna be getting to no bag then. You gonna, you gonna be getting to your uh, 23 hour lockdown. That's what you gonna be getting to. And you uh, talented rappers, 
I want you to know, hey, you have a responsibility, man. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. You athletes, you have a responsibility. Tell the truth about what money is and how hard it is to get to the money. This young man told me he was struggling between, you know, he's trying to choose God, but he's struggling because he's trying to choose the paper. Man, that's a whole lie. What paper? That verse ain't for everybody. You not struggling with, with money. You not. <laughs> Listen, that verse where it said we choosing, uh, you can't serve two gods. You can't serve God and money. That verse ain't for broke people. And that's majority of America that we ain't serving money like that. I can see if it was a, a choice between, you know, billions and billions. We cho we choosing uh what, $12 an hour and talking about, we, man, stop playing with God. Oh, my God, I get mad when I even talk about it. I'm for real. Stop playing. Stop lying to our kids. Stop lying to the youth. Listen to me, youth. See, God, in my 20s, all, I, all through my life, y'all, he has just put me around ordinary people. I never been around people who was doing it like that. I just never been around it. And I and I'm I'm thankful that I I haven't. Because I, I was around regular people all my life. People who was just getting by. I was around people who, guess what, young people? They dreams didn't come true. Oh, I oh see. That I I can feel the resistance. Hey, young people, I've been around people who dreams didn't come through. Yeah, that bag never came. That business plan, yeah, it never worked out. And it's okay. Do you have your faith? That's what's important. That's what's important. Do you have your faith, young man? Do you have your faith, young woman? Because I'm here to tell you that bag, for most of you, it may never come. You know what? You, you know when, when life happens? Life happens when we're waiting on dreams to happen. Life is, see, in the midst of you waiting on this bag to come, in the midst of you waiting on this dream to happen, in the midst of you waiting on this luxury life, this, this luxury car, this luxury house, this pretty family, in the midst of you waiting, life is happening and you're missing it because you have bought into a lie. You have bought into an illusion that God never promised you Stop lying to the people. Stop it. Stop it. He didn't even promise Jesus this stuff. So please stop it. It broke my heart to hear that. You know, I swear, man, I promise you, man, it broke my heart to hear this. I mean, he was crunk about it. You know, young cat. Just talking about he getting to the, man, I'm finna leave this job, bro, and go to, man, because I'm about this paper. I'm about this grind. It's like, what? Nah, man, you ain't finna see no real paper. You're not. 
especially to my listen to my boys locked up. And y'all probably think, man, you crushing people's dreams. I'm not. I'm not. I'm bringing to people into reality. I'm bringing people into the real world. That's what I'm trying to uh, make people come to. See, because when you come into this real world, you're able to see yourself for who you are. And that's when you begin to worship God for who he is. But as long as you're in this illusion, you're going to keep worshiping your dream. You're going to keep worshiping that money. You're going to keep worshiping what you think you're going to be. That's what you're worshiping. You have created an idol in your mind of what you think you're going to be. And you're worshiping that picture. And you're praising it. That's what he was doing. He was praising this picture that he had in his mind. He was praising this young man that he had in his mind that in reality, say, bro, you out here pushing baskets. And nothing is wrong with that. I'm here. God sent me here to tell you, young man, nothing is wrong with pushing a basket. I don't care what this world is telling you. I don't care what Instagram is telling you. I don't care what your girlfriend is telling you. I don't care what these women are telling you, young women. I don't care what these men are telling you. I don't care what your mama is telling you. Nothing wrong is with being a cashier at Walmart until you get on your feet, until you get by, until you want to pay them bills. Nothing is wrong with it. I want to encourage you. Nothing is wrong with that life. Here's the hands of God. You keep working that job until God see fit to give you an increase. And he opened up doors for something more. Teaching our young people to get to the bag. What about their faith? What about their faith? Teaching young people to go after this and go get this degree and go get this and go to this school and go to this job and do this man investment and do this investment and buy this. What about their faith? We cheat, man. I swear, bro. God help us. We cheating the young people, bro. It's so wrong what we're doing to the young people, man. Because you have a you have an idol life. Don't push that on our young people. If you messed up your life and you want to idolize your life, you do that. But don't push that on our young people, man. You give them a chance to worship God the way it should, he should be worshipped. You tell them the truth. You tell them the truth how dreams doesn't happen. You tell them the truth how these false dreams that America put in our mind don't work like that. You tell them the truth. They will thank you for it later, I promise you. Oh, my God, I promise you. I be in a room full of hardcore prisoners, hardcore criminals. And when I tell them the truth afterwards, they come to me, look me in my eyes, and they say, man, I appreciate that. The truth, it may sting, it may hurt, but they will respect you for it later. You give our young people a chance. Hey, you work that job. You can't go to college because the debt is too high or the loans are too high. You just probably got to go get a nine to five until you figure out something. Hey, I want to say, hey, God be with you. And you do that. You got to you. You got to get you a little job because you got to just pay off your insurance and you got you a little you trying to get you a little apartment. 
because the student loans, they too high. You know you ain't going to be able to afford that. Hey, you work that little job, man. Until God give you wisdom on how to move. Get you some uh get you some uh liability insurance. You probably can't get full coverage. <laughs> hey, you probably gotta get you liability. It's okay. But you do what you gotta do. Putting all this pressure on our young people. Sick of that, man. The our young people can't even be children no more. They 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 get into the bag. They all young, they trying to be great at 20. Man, you ain't gonna <laughs> do you know how long it takes to be great? We got young people. Talking about they trying to be great. They trying to they trying to uh 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 put set a legacy. Man, if you don't go work that job. <laughs> And set a legacy with stocking that, that shelf. That's your legacy right now. You it takes a, a a lifetime to build a legacy. And it starts off small. I, I ran off on that one. I'm sorry, y'all. I just because it, it hurts me, man. Oh, it hurts me, man. I'm telling y'all. In the prison system, man, it's a lot of young brothers, man, who just, they just, they believed a lie, man. It, they did. They believed a lie, man. And it, I, it breaks my heart, man. Breaks my heart. Chasing the paper. Now they, they got to put up a sheet to use the bathroom. That's what, that's what chasing the paper got them. That's what chasing the paper got them. They in the hot dorm room, man. Stacked up on top of each other. That's not the life for my brothers, man. That's not the life for my sisters. Mm-mm. Nah, we're not supposed to be living like that, man. Straight up. Mm-mm, man. So we just got to... We got to start off... First, we got to start off by telling the people the truth. Tell people, hey, you got to repent. And let's get this stuff turned around, man. Because that is not the life that... Nah, man. People are not supposed to be living like that. Nah, man. People not supposed to be living like that. That's just, that's not, that's not life. You know, at a young age, man, you supposed to be making mistakes. You know, like, not, I don't know, but not living in no cage. You supposed to be trying to figure things out. You supposed to struggle. You're supposed to be struggling at Walmart. You're supposed to be struggling at Taco Cabana. You're supposed to be struggling at McDonald's. But because this world and because of our parents and because of all these adults telling us, it's, you know, be great and do this and do this. and Nah, man. Building character. Exactly, man. So I just want to encourage my young people in just people right now who just getting into the Lord, you may be older, you know, and you got, you starting over people in their thirties, people in their forties, you know, you just decided to give your life to God and you starting over, man. I just want to encourage you, man. Hey, it's all right. 
It's all right where you at. It's all right. Okay, let me talk a little bit. I'm going to end off with this. I want to talk about this limitation generation. Limitation generation. I've been, man, God been having this message on my heart for a while now. And I don't know. I just never had got to it. But I wanted to talk about this because, man, we living in a generation, you guys. If we honest, we always cry. Everything is always a big deal. I mean, just the littlest things people be crying over. People are crying over, man. And we got to, that's what we live in, in a limitation generation. And if we are disciples of Jesus, we got to understand how he handled these type of things. He never played victim. He never played the victim role, though he could have. Though he could have, if we really think about it. He could have played the victim role. He could have complained how people was treating him. He could have protested how people was treating him. But he didn't. He didn't. And now we're living in a generation. We're living in a culture that we have started to teach our young people that, hey, when something doesn't go your way, just cry loud. We're not crying over our sins. We're not crying on, over the position that we are with God. We're not crying over those type of things. We're crying over petty things. This is this generation, you guys. Come on, underground. That's this generation. When somebody cries, then everybody else start crying. It's like, what you crying for? I remember when I was young, my sister, right? Uh, God bless my mama, the realest to ever do it, right? She'll start whooping one of my sisters, right? And for some reason, when she'll be whooping them, I start crying. And my mama used to look at me and say, oh, what you crying for? Better hush your mouth before I give you something to cry about. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's going on in our generation. You got people, one person, they be crying, and then all of a sudden, everybody and their mama come out the woodworks just crying. And God is here to tell a lot of y'all, you better go sit down somewhere before he give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. Give you something to cry about. I was talking to my brother-in-law a couple of uh, weeks ago. We was at this thing, and he's like a uh, 
he's a manager over like a couple of car uh, car washes and type of things. He, you know, general manager. He goes to different car washes. And man, he was telling me again, my young people, not uh being okay with certain things. He told me that there was some young people at one of his stores that started to boycott. <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to laugh. What how what are you boycotting at the car wash about? This is what I'm saying. This is what we're teaching our our young people. He said there was some there was some young people who walked out in the middle and they got together and they boycotted. This is the true story. At a car wash? What you don't like the soap you're using? Huh? You don't like the sponges you're using? We are we are creating weak individuals because we're always crying about something. We can't do this. We have to suck up some things. We have to take it. See, I, I'm maybe I'm old school, but again, I grew up in a certain environment in a certain culture where my mama would say, hey, is you breathing? Do you need to go to the doctor? We'll go sit down somewhere. <laughs> oh, I love my mama. I love the way she raised me because I get it now. Are you hurt? Can you talk? Can you walk? We'll go sit down somewhere. That's what we got to start telling our young people, y'all. That's what we got to start telling some of these people who cry about every little old thing. Go sit down somewhere. We got, think about this, you guys. Think with me. Come on, let the Holy Spirit talk to you and think with me. We got millionaires. People who are signing $250 million contracts. They get 190, 190 million just to sign a name on a dotted line. Talking about they are oppressed. Talking about they feel like their voice ain't being heard. Do you? Ooh, this making me mad. Do you understand what that's passing down to y'all, our young people? What do you mean your voice is not being heard? They feel like they be they 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 getting kept out of spaces. What spaces? You just got $250 million. Go create a space. Go buy a space. But I want you to focus on the mentality that they're passing down to our young people, especially our young men. Our young men. We're passing down. Hey, if you feel like you being, if you feel like you being, uh, you know, uh, treated bad, cry about it. Protest about it. And I know it's gonna be people say, "Well, that's the time for all that." Hey, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about there's a time that you gotta suck it up. That's the time I'm talking about. 
I don't want to talk about no other time. I'm talking to my young men right now. There's a time where you just going to have to suck it up. Don't nobody care. Yeah, there's going to be a time where you just going to have to suck it up. All this crying you doing. All this talking about boycott. We, he told me there was, these was young men out here boycotting about a car wash. Man, if you don't get back out there in that house, son, and work, talking about they feel like they're getting treated unfairly. You working at a car wash. <laughs> oh, my. Woo-wee. I, I think when I say it, it hits me. Even when I say it out loud, it hits my spirit. I'm like, what? You working at a car wash, what more do you want? But you are growing up seeing everybody feel entitled. We playing the victim about everything. Stop playing the victim about everything. If we don't get seated at a restaurant in a timely manner, we we up here, we want to post it on Facebook. Talking about you, you felt discriminated. You at a restaurant. You have the opportunity to go to a restaurant. What do you mean discriminated? What you just got, you you wasn't discriminated, you just met a rude person. That's all. You just met somebody who was rude. But you're thinking highly of yourself. All right, they don't go to this rich. We need to boycott this because they don't sit us in time. Oh, my gosh. You know what this generation is? So soon somebody post something, somebody else start crying. And then everybody, what they start doing? Crying together. Yeah, that's right. We going to boycott it. We ain't eating there no more. At a restaurant? You know, your, 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 your grandma, your mama, they had it worse than you. But you know what they did? They pushed through it. But for some reason, you feel, in, you feel more important than your grandma. And your mama and papa and your daddy. You know what they had to do? They just had to keep living. They had to keep going to work. They had to suck through it. They had to just fight through it. But everybody's supposed to be appeased, appease you because you walked into the restaurant. Let me read this verse again. Galatians 6, 3 says, for, for if anyone thinks he, he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Romans 12, 3 again says, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. You didn't get seated in time. Okay. There's people all around the world, guess what? They don't even get food. They're struggling to get food. But you're mad because you didn't get seated in time? Help us, God. Help us. If we don't get hired at a certain job, this, this job, they just scream, they keeping, they keeping us out. Guess what? People get rejected. 
you wasn't good enough for the job. Did you ever think about that? Huh? Tell my victims out. Did you ever think that, hey, you, you may wasn't good enough for the job. Somebody was better than you. But because you have such a high mindset about yourself, oh, nobody can't be better than you. Nobody can't type faster than you, Miss <laughs> Clark. So you just the you just the fastest type in the world. You in the Guinness Book of World Records for typing the fastest. So you should have got that job. Nobody can't bag them bags more than you, huh? So you should have got that job. No. If you don't get promoted on your first year at working at a job, if you don't get a raise, they keeping you down. <laughs> oh my God, help us. I'm serious, y'all. Help us. We need help. If we don't get no raises in the first two years, oh, somebody help us. Our ancestors. Listen, oh, I'm, let me calm down. <sighs> Barely got paid. And if we don't get a, if we don't get no no raise, we ready to quit the job. We ready to quit a job that years ago we'll be like, God bless me with this job. <laughs> God opened the doors for me to get this job, but you ready to quit now? Because you're not getting a raise in your timely fashion. Because you think that the whole corporation that's been there way before you, oh, you done showed up. Oh, they, they need to give raises out now because you done showed up. Miss thinking more highly than himself. Mr. Thinking more highly than himself. Oh, he should get a raise right away. Why? Because he's working. Everybody is working. Can I tell you something? Everybody works hard. Th these are the things that we are crying about. I'm just trying to bring it to your front door. We we crying about if Batman and Superman, if they if they don't get black, if they don't be black. We want a black uh super <laughs> we want a black Superman and Batman and, uh, and a little mermaid. We crying about the we need we need some black superheroes. We feel like we man, this is comical when you think about it. This is comical. These are the things that we crying about. We crying about these things. I, I guarantee you the more we live and the more we cry and cry, it's going to be some people who going to say, well, I, I feel like they should let us into the KKK. I feel discriminated. I want to be in there. We need to tap into this circle. No, I'm not stopping. I'm going all the way in because this is how much this entitled we feel we need we need to be a part of every we want to be a part of everything and if we don't we go protest about it if we don't we go protest about it i guarantee you in the future strippers strippers they gonna start protesting too why they gonna, they gonna start protesting about i don't like the way they looking at i i feel like we need rules on the way they look at us when we stripping i don't like the way they put money on the floor like that i don't like that i protest <laughs> can't make it up the trap the trappers they gonna have they gonna be protesting they ain't gonna like the environment of their trap house they gonna feel like they need a better environment 
This is crazy. Stop crying. Stop crying. Hey, Matthew chapter 27, right? Matthew chapter 27 in verse 12. Look at what it says. But when the leading priests and the elders made their accusations against him, Jesus, what? Remained silent. I love that word too. <laughs> Look how culture God is. Remain. He's talking about he didn't say a word, but y'all know we use that word now. Remain silent. Kept it silent. He ain't out here crying about nothing. Yeah, he know they lying on him, but he said, I'm going to remain silent. I'm going to keep it G. Mm -hmm. In verse 13, it says, don't you hear all these charges they building against you? You see the messy people. You see these people, that, that's the people who start making y'all cry. Don't y'all see how they put, don't y'all see how they mistreating you? Don't you see how they talking about you? Don't you see how they keeping you down? But look how your savior, look how the person that you say you believe in responded. But Jesus made no response to any of the charges. So when people start crying, Jesus say, I ain't, I ain't even responding to that. Yeah, I ain't moving to that. Let me tell you how obedient, obedient you are to the world. They tell you what the protest about. All these, pro they tell you what the protest about. And you go out and protest. That's how obedient you are to your master. They tell you what killings to protest about. They tell you what rights to protest about. And you follow along. You follow suit. When you're supposed to not say a word. Keep it silent. I'm talking, I want to talk to the to the, the soldiers now. Philippians 2.8, it says, in being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross I accept it I accept it I just want to read through these verses real quick Luke chapter 23 and verse 34 it says Jesus said father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing father forgive them that's how Jesus said, man, forgive them, man. Yeah, yeah, they keeping me down. Yeah, they, they, they spreading false rumors about me. Yeah, they trying to get over on me. Yeah, they, 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 they mishandling me. But Father, forgive them for they know not how, what they do. This, how, this is how your Savior move. Through the injustice of his life. Somebody who didn't deserve any of that. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1 says, follow God's examples. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. I say that because we're supposed to imitate Christ when we're dealing with the injustice of this world. John chapter 15 and verse 20, it says, do you remember what I told you? A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Also, 
if they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours. But if they persecuted Jesus, if they treated him wrong, and you his people, what do you think they're going to do to you? What do you think they're going to do to you? Give you a civil a, a spoon? This is why we need to go through the word of God to see. 2 Timothy 3.12, it says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life. Look at this promise of God. Yes, everyone who wants to live a godly, godly life in Christ, Jesus, will, not maybe, but will suffer persecution. This is what this is what you signed up for. They're going to treat you wrong sometimes. They're going to overlook you sometimes. You're going to be rejected sometimes. How come Jesus had to go through it, but you, well, what makes you so special that you don't have to go through it? Is it because you're cute? Is that what it is? Is it because you're cute? Is it because you're so handsome? Is it because everybody thinks you're funny? In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22, it says, you will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Do you hear what Jesus is telling you about when you begin to walk with him? When you begin to think like him, when you begin to talk about his word. This is what's going to happen to you. And if you crying over little things like because they didn't seat you right, you're not built for this life. I'm sorry. First John chapter two and verse six says, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. If you claim in him. Are you living like him? Because I'm here to tell you, if you always in your feelings and always feeling offended by something, you're not living like him. First Peter two twenty one says, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. If you are a believer of Jesus, you're supposed to be following in his steps. Okay. And again, these are just verses, man. Isaiah chapter 53. It says, he was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. He was familiar with suffering and pain. Like one from who people hid their faces. He was despised and he was held and they held him in lowest esteem. They didn't think he was important when he was on earth. He was despised. He was rejected. They didn't want him in his circles. They didn't want to hang around him. So when these things happen to you, don't cry about it. You're falling in the steps of Christ. You're falling in the steps of Christ. 
I'm going to need you to strap your soldier boots up. I'm going to need you to put your armor on. Because, hey, it's only going to, man, if you're a soldier for God, you got to be ready for these things. You have to be ready for these things. And you can't let them get you off course. You can't let this be a distraction for you. So, dear God, help us. Help us to stop being so easily offended by what people say, by how people look at us. We, I don't like the way she looked. Oh, we worried about little things. We need to be worrying about how do I walk out this walk before God? How do I become more like Christ? Not worrying about how my voice can be heard. How do I get into these circles? That's not our life. I'm talking to the believers now. That's not our life. If you're a disciple of Christ, read the, uh, the Gospels. You'll see what your life is. You'll see what your life is. So anyways, man, I appreciate y'all coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you, we go six feet underground. Who am I? Y'all know I was just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America in the world saying repent. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. It's the underground. There was good and evil. We chose good. Why raise the time of the most high? These sons of men. The rich man's wealth is in the city. Yeah. Destruction of the poor is his poverty. of your soul is vanity Appreciate you coming to town. Hell yeah, y'all be safe.